Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Humans of James River. This is episode three of season four, featuring a man that we all know and love, Mr. Bowman Novi. I absolutely loved recording this episode. Um, we very quickly fell into a natural conversation, and it was it was really fun, lighthearted. We had a lot of laughs, and I learned a lot of new things about him, and I hope that you guys do the same, and I hope that you all enjoy. What's up? I'm Bowman Novi. Um, I feel like I do a lot of stuff here at James River and outside. Um, I'm a class president, run track and cross country. Um, I'm big in the tutoring center. Me and Rowan founded it. Uh, surf, whatever. Um, I feel like I do a lot of stuff. What would you say is the biggest thing that has shaped you into the person that you are? I think the people around me. Um, I think I want to be who I am without my parents, but more importantly, like, like I've met so many people here at James River from like who are completely opposite to me. Um, like in tutoring, like the same people come in, um, and even though like I'm tutoring them, like they, they've kind of changed me a little bit. Um, like meeting kids who like, I don't know, like just like don't like they're the complete opposite of me. They post like, I'm not gonna call names, but they post like, like whatever they want on social media, and like they they're really confident in who they are and that kind of like shaped who I am. Um, yeah, my friends, um, they've influenced me. I think my teachers, but like my parents, I think just people around me have kind of helped me become who I am and see who I want to be. Cause I kind of like found like what I've liked through, through the people I've met. Let's talk about your parents a little bit. Uh, so you're half Asian. Yeah. Uh, how would you say that that changed your or influences your perspective just in like in general or specifically? All right. So my mom was born in Hong Kong um, and moved to Taiwan when she was like real little, I think like two and then moved to the U S when she was like four, probably. Um, but it's kind of showed me like another side of things. Um, like just like, I don't know, like a lot of it's with like oddly with food and like, like we always like, I'm always with my grandparents and like through like food where I always go there to eat. And um, like, I don't know, I feel like me and my mom, like I explore like her culture more and part of like, well, I guess it's part of my culture through, through food and like going, trying different foods, like going to Chinese grocery stores, eating like really weird, really weird, weird stuff that like, I mean, kind of grosses me out, but I think it's part of me though. Like I kind of enjoy, I kind of enjoy learning about like that side of my culture. Um, I guess it's taught me to be more open about things and like it's kind of fun because like something different than than the majority of people around here so yeah you've uh, recently i would say in the past couple of years you've gotten really into sewing yeah why why did that come about or how um so i'm really 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 bad at art like i like i was doodle in class but it's like today i drew like a scene of some mountains like salmon and bear and like a tent and it looked like disgustingly bad. Like everything <laughs> I draw is just terrible. Um, but I'm really into fashion and like, it's a, like, I feel like fashion is like a merge between art and like functionality. And I don't know, I've kind of gotten into, I started into fashion, like clothing and like caring about how I clothe, where care about how I look and like what I wear in like sophomore, junior year. 
Um, and that kind of led to me like wanting to sew and wanting to like make my own stuff. Um, cause I'm always like, I love for some reason, like cooking relates to it. Cause like, I love just making things for some reason. Um, but I learned that. So I bought a sewing machine off eBay for $9 maybe. Um, not even sure if it worked. So I bought a sewing machine, started learning to teach myself how to sew. Um, what was the question? <laughs> How did you get into sewing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just how I got into sewing. Like, I started sewing. Um, I don't sew too much right now. Like, it started off as, like, tailoring stuff and, like, buying, like, these massive, like, massive pants and then making them fit me because I thought it was cool to wear, like, I still think it's cool to wear, like, baggy pants. I really like wearing, like, really comfortable baggy pants. Um, but it started turning into, like, me getting to, like, exploring I've kind of like put myself in a clothing um, like the most recent thing I've made. Um, it's really like avant-garde, like really weird looking jacket that all my friends made fun of and all my parents made fun of. But I mean, I feel like I put myself into that piece I made like the sleeves, like it looks crazy. Like the sleeves like go like past your hands. Um, it's like all distress. Like the, like the back has like weird like stripes on it. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of an outlet for me to step away from like who I am because I feel like sewing doesn't really fit who I am. Like I'm into sports. I'm into I don't know. Like I feel like I'm not really like someone people would think who would sew. Like people would think who would like be into sewing, but I don't know. I feel like it's just a way for me to like get out of who I am and go do like something else that like I can I don't know. Like bring myself like I don't know. Like put effort into something in a different way that from school and sports and stuff. So I feel like people see me as this really goofy, like outgoing, um, I don't know, just like, like kind of like really simple person. Um, and that's kind of who I am in school and like who I kind of like over the outside, but I feel like not many people know, like, like I, like, I don't know how I say this, but like, I don't enjoy like being like, I feel like I am like really, really social in school, but like sometimes like I feel like I'm a little different than that I feel like I don't know, like beneath the surface I'm a little different than like who I seem to be. Um like I try really hard in school. Um like really, really hard. And like even though it looks like I'm just like goofing around, which I often am, like in class like drawing or like like laughing or something. Um like behind the scenes I'm putting like so much effort into to who I am. Um like to like so much effort into like wh like what I'm doing, um, and I'm always like really committed to what I do, um, and it's not always easy. Like I feel like I get overly stressed out. I mean, I have like I have like anxiety passed down gen like gene genetically passed on anxiety, which is like I mean it's legit sometimes, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like I'm not just like this like from the outside. I'm not just the the goofy kid that everyone knows. I feel. Yeah, like I have, I don't know, I don't know what to say next. <laughs> I'm stuck. Um, is there a reason why you portray yourself differently than you maybe like see yourself on the inside? I don't know. I think it's because I don't like one big part of my life that I've learned over the past, what, year, two years, is that like to not take anything seriously like too seriously, like I never take myself too seriously. 
Um, because like, if you take us like, I always like try to take a step back. If I get stressed out, take a step back and look at things from a big picture and like, like none of it really, like the small detail I'm stressing out doesn't really matter too much. And so I guess that's kind of allowed me to be more relaxed on the outside. Um, and it's kind of how we become more like being relaxed on the outside. It's kind of how we become more relaxed on the inside. But I feel like just like not taking anything like I goof around because I don't take I don't take who I am very seriously. I don't I don't know if that makes sense or not. So you mentioned a little bit about your anxiety and how that's mm-hmm. generational. Um, talk a little more about that. All right, this is intense, but my. <laughs> Graham, my dad's dad has like some of the most like he's like extremely jittery. Like he's always worrying about something. He's some of the worst anxiety. Like it's it's treated, but like some of the worst anxiety like I've seen like visible anxiety. Um, my dad has anxiety. My sister has anxiety and depression. And like my mom's side, my both my mom's parents have like some anxiety or depression. Um, I feel like I kind of got, got like, I'm doomed, but <laughs> I feel like I kind of got like caught by that. Um, and I'm fortunate to not have it as bad as some people. I'm really, really fortunate. Um, but I mean, like it is there. Um, many times it's like, I should go through like panic attacks. Um, my dad does this too, where we just like fill up with like rage and just like panic that like everything's going to fail. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a massive learning curve to learn how, like I didn't have anxiety or like panic until I've had it for like three years now. Like I've like, didn't like, I was like goof. I was like a goofy simple kid, but I like with no substance behind that like all my life until like high school. So like probably last year actually, to be honest. And and uh, I don't know, it's been a hard, it's really been like hard to like, the learning curve to learn how to deal with it is really tough. Um, and like, I feel like my ego gets in the way too. Like sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, like I feel like I should be like, oh yeah, I can deal with this without any help. Or like, oh yeah, like, I can just like roll this over and keep doing what I'm doing and not like take a step back and like care about like my mental health and take a step back and like just relax and just like stop. I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't want to feel weak for doing that, but I've kind of like kind of told myself like, like you need to do that. Like everyone needs to do that. You can't just like keep moving. You need to stop sometimes and, and, and like heal yourself, I guess. So that's, it's been tough. To learn but yeah how do you think experiencing panic attacks like your dad does um kind of affects the way that you deal with it like experiencing my dad's panic attacks yeah i don't know like he's gotten better now um but occasionally like i'll do the same thing like we'll start like like i freak out and i start like like getting super mad like and like we both get the urge to like throw something, just like absolutely destroy something. Um I don't know, like I'm still learning how to control that. Like I still like occasionally pick up like a I, I started to be smart about it now. I'll try to pick up like a pillow and throw it or like 
instead of throwing something hard at a wall and breaking something in my house. But um, I don't know. Like I second, I think I'm still learning how to how to deal with that. My dad definitely like I've talked to my dad about it, and he's definitely like he's helped me with it. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just like catching it before. I kind of learned to start catching it before it happens and like just like take a step back like i said just like stop everything i'm doing and only focus on like what i'm i don't know like what's going on right now and i don't know if that makes any sense yeah 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 i think my dad's broken like he broke a phone once <laughs> i don't know i don't maybe not but yeah i've been running for like long distance running for uh it's like six, six or seventh grade. It's been like, what was that, five years, six years? I don't know. I've been heavily into running. Um, and my attitude about it has changed so much. Um, I think I was really focused on like, when I first started running, and like, I've always focused on like beating people and like being the best, which is kind of lame to think about. But I feel like I was always just trying to like, like beat everyone in my race and like if I didn't beat someone like I wouldn't be content with myself even if I ran fast like um I think that's changed that like I was like used to be upset if I wasn't like the best on the team or like I don't know I feel like there's so much pre I always put so much pressure on myself to be the best um and I'm kind of learning like that like that that ruins the fun it's something like running for you like it ruins like like training because you're always training to like with so much pressure on you and it ruins like racing because like a lot of people in running hate racing um and i'm starting to learn to love it because i don't know it's just like something like fun to do like you just like even even if it hurts like it hurts bad sometimes i hate like during the race i hate racing and like during like the last like mile of 5k just is the worst pain like the worst thing I've ever experienced ever. Like I hate, but, but I do it. I just come back and I do it every weekend. Um, and it's hard to explain like why, like everyone asks, like everyone always talks about how much they hate running. And like, I don't know, like, like, cause it just like running just hurts. Like every time any, like even running, like for everyone running just hurts. There's no difference between like a fast runner, the slow runner, like both of them, when they, they feel the same pain when they run, but people like we like it's something about running that makes me want to keep coming back to it. Like I keep makes me want to keep like trying to get better. Um, Cause like, just like, it's just fun. Like to just like, to like, just like meet your goal and like experience, like, just like, I don't know, just get out of my comfort zone, like push my like body to the next like limit. I can something, I don't know. I feel like mentally it's fun, even though it hurts. Like every time, like I run, I feel like I want to stop. But I don't know. I don't know why I keep coming back to it. I know for me personally, sports has been really cathartic regarding like my anxiety and stuff. Do you do you find that that's the same for you? Yeah, yeah. Like when I, I don't know, running is probably like going to practice probably the best part of my day. Like even if I'm having a bad day or like like running on the weekends, like going out to someplace I love, like. Belle Isle or um, there's these two trails that go around Richmond called Buttermilk and North Bank. I think the full loop's like seven, six, seven miles. Um, 
and it's just like tiny single track trail. Like it goes up and down ridges on the side of the river, um, past Maimon. You always see the bear. Something like that's probably my favorite place on earth. Um, I used to go every weekend. Now I, I've turned changing up my runs, but um, I don't know something about it. Just like there's a bench on top of like, a, I'm not sure that I, I go there to run, but like there's a bench on buttermilk, no, on North Bank that overlooks the high Hollywood Rapids. And every time I run that loop, I sit there for like 10 minutes <laughs> and it's something so there's something like a, like about just being there. It's just so like opening. Um, and like my legs are burning when I'm sitting there always. And like my, like I'm breathing like so hard because the hills are kind of rough over there and I'm not in the best shape, but um, I don't know, something about just sitting there and just like, like feel like nothing like outside of the run matters. And like, I don't know, like all the stress of like schoolwork and like getting things done, like going to college and getting a job and like all the stress of like life just like kind of melt away when I'm running. I don't know. I feel like is that the same with tennis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like nothing matters except like what you're doing when you're playing or running or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I really, really enjoy just like who I am, I guess. And like really enjoy it. Just like, like I'm really blessed to be like in the position I am. Um, and I don't take it for granted. Wait, take it for granted? Don't take it for granted. I don't take it for granted. Yeah, I just really like, I don't know, I really like love like coming out to my dog, seeing my friends, coming to school, seeing everyone like, I don't know, sometimes I like it on the outside, sometimes I like, whoa, sometimes you get really stressed out. But like at the end of the day, like I really, really like just like love everyone around me. I guess like, I don't know, let's just say, <laughs> yeah. Your rapid fire questions? What is this? Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, it's not that big of a deal. Just um, say the first thing that comes to you. All right. All right. Who do you look up to the most? Faster. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, the late Virgil Abloh. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay. He's like, <laughs> Virgil's like, Virgil's a designer. Um, and he was the first African-American to work, to be the head creative director for Louis Vuitton. And he brought so much culture into Louis Vuitton. That was like, Louis Vuitton, of course, is like a really elitist brand. Um, and he brought some more like streetwear, like, like, like everyday culture into Louis Vuitton. Um, and even though like the price was so high and like, of course it's like Louis Vuitton, like no one can afford that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like it just like changed. He changed so much like within fashion, like he changed like the status quo within fashion and like, I don't know. Like he, he wasn't even like, he wasn't even, he didn't even go to college, but he went to go went to college for, for architecture. He became a DJ and like, I don't know. He just like 
lived his life like so full and like he just like created so much and like he I don't know he just like I don't know he just did so much for like he inspired me to so he inspired me to like make what I want like just like like bring my ideas to life and and I don't know just just I don't know I don't know how to say it but he was he was an amazing person where do you see yourself in five years was that we're out of college in five years? Well, just about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to get my son's kind of lame. I kind of want to get my doctorate. Um, I think I want to go into biomedical engineering and get a doctorate in that. And I think I'll, I'll be working towards it in five years. Yeah. Right? Graduate school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I want to go into biomed. I and and I think that's where I'd be, hopefully, or some type of other type of engineering, but hopefully biomedical. If you could go back and tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? Gosh, (laughs) (laughs) how old? How like just like I'm just like in middle school or something. I don't just don't be like freaking stupid. I don't know, (laughs) like just like like. Like, I feel like I was kind of, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of like, like all, like disregarded, like feelings of people. Like, just like, don't be like freaking idiot. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Just like enjoy people around you. Stop thinking you're cool or something. Stop trying to be cool. Yeah. What is one thing, like, something very obscure that brings you like an immense amount of joy bread i don't know um um in like what great like i last summer and two summers ago i just like freaking love cooking bread and like <laughs> the smell of yeast and like watching it rise and then like playing with the dough <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just like, just like something about like, um, I've made like challah like a ton. Like it's a Jewish, you know what challah is? Yeah. It's like a Jewish bread, like braided, and like for some reason, just like it's like it's like feels like play doh. I don't know. Like when you play with it and like rises, it's so it's so fun. It's like every part. Then eating bread, it's just. Both sides of it are just real fun. <laughs> if you could give the world one thing, what would it be? Mm. Like, like solve a problem or like give the world one thing? Give the world one thing. Just like everyone. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> like, like let me physical. It does not have to be physical. Just don't say bread. Yeah, not bread. Again, when we have enough bread, probably. Um, Probably a feeling that they know who they are. Um, I think a lot of problems arise due to like, like ego, and I feel like I feel like a lot of people take like I've seen it around me at school. Like people take their 
it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like a small, not that big, big of a problem, I don't know, but it bothers me. Like people, like, people like in our school, I'm sure around the world, everywhere, probably human nature, like take, feel like they take out their problems on other people due to like a lack of like eat, like lack of like knowing who they are and lack of like, I don't know, they have like, does that make any sense? Like the, like, like the lack of like a knowledge of, of who they are and who they want to be kind of creates for some problems with other people. Um, and I don't necessarily deal with it myself too much. Um, but I just, I, I just like see it around me. People are just like, like getting other people from being who they are. And, and it's kind of, it's really stupid. Like if someone's different than you, like you shouldn't, like someone's different than you and they're not like, they're not following the status quo, but like they're doing what makes them happy. Like why get upset at them? Like they're, like they're not bothering you. They're just being who they are. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess that is a pretty big problem. I don't know. Like just like problems with like people who just aren't content with other people being who they are. Like it's, I feel like it is a very pretty big problem in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my last question. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have any lasting words? Anything else you want to say? Um, make, make more bread, make <laughs> more bread. Figuratively find something that's fun. Find something that you like and do it. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Thank you to Bowman for coming on and being open and honest about everything that he's gone through, about things that he's going through right now, and providing us with some laughs along the way as well. I will see you all for the next episode.